BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Yo, 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 and we are back. Paper route, Brandon Marshall here, your host sitting with, am I sitting here with you guys virtually? Can I say sitting? Yes, yeah. I, I can. Sitting here yeah. with Andrew Woo Woo and BC in the booth. BC has his hat on today. The last two days, he think I didn't notice he didn't have his hat on. He said he had a crispy haircut, but my dog is back. BC, is how back. are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Ready for this big weekend. You know what I mean? I'm good. What, how you yeah, doing? What, that boy's a big weekend. What's happening this weekend? I mean, it's only the Super Bowl. It's only the Super Bowl. <laughs> Come on, man. It's only the Super Bowl going on. Nothing. Um, you actually brought up a good question. Have any of you looked into this, uh, the Apple headsets? We ain't there yet. We no? jumping to Apple, baby. We still on Super Bowl. We still on the well, intro. Well, you said sitting in the right room. Apple. You, you said sitting in the room, wanted, and I've been seeing so talk much Vision about Pro. this. I want to know. I want to know. I want to first, before we go to Vision Pro, let's finish uh, up on the, the, the Super the Bowl. Super Bowl. Okay. Yes. So this okay. weekend, where are you watching the Super Bowl? And is there any tradition uh, with you, your family, your friends, your lady around the Super Bowl? Meals, dishes, rituals, anything? I would say uh, being Jamaican, there's no tradition around it. Like we didn't grow up with that sport. <laughs> y'all, don't give, y'all don't give a damn. <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. I'm probably the only one in my family who does. But um, no, chill. Very chill. I like to just be at home. Um if if there is some friend stuff going on, maybe. But this year, I, I would probably say I'm going to be at home, just watching on my big home. television. Just you and your lady. Yeah, just me and my lady. Can I say that? Is that public information that you have a lady? That is more than public. I love that woman. Okay. Okay. Well, when you gonna marry her? Hey. Okay. So. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> I love that woman. I've been wearing my for bank 20 account. Years. The way my bank account is set up. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, it's on its Bro. way. It's on its way. Trust. Okay, bet. bet, bet. I put him on the spot. My bad, BC. <laughs> BC, what's the tradition? BC, where y'all watching the Super Bowl? I don't even know where I'm going to watch it at yet. I'll probably go to my homie's crib and, you know, chill with a couple of the dudes. Huh? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Is there any tradition in food for you, (laughs) Huh? Do you guys have any traditions on like, I got to eat nachos, I got to have this I'm eating whatever is around. If there's some chips, wings, whatever, there's no tradition, there's no, I just want to see the game. And usually I don't really even like, if it's not like at an event type of thing or something like that, Yeah, I like it more just me and a few people just kind of just chilling just so I could take it in. I don't like a lot of talking and all that. I'm trying to watch the game. You're trying to concentrate. And, I, and, and truth be told, I like the commercials too. <laughs> that yeah, facts. That's, you know that's, what I mean? That's, yeah, that's when you want everybody to shut up for real. Like, yeah. Shut up, the commercials are on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not even during the game. <laughs> hey, hey, do hey y'all listen, have any I ain't going to lie. I was with a marketer uh, the other night. We went to dinner. It was Tuesday night, I believe. Some big-time marketers. And so they tried to give me a uh, little... Uh, you know, sneak peek of their ad, right? Put a lot of money into this ad. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, watch it, watch it, watch it. So it was a minute, I'm watching it. And then after, like, how is it? How is it? I was like, it's, uh, it's good. <laughs> that shit was so weak, man. But I didn't want to tell them it was so weak because it's like for every 30 seconds, isn't it like $4 million or something? It's so, it's yeah, I so yeah, I think something like that. Yeah, uh-huh. that's just for the placement. But all these uh, celebrities that they had in it, it probably ran them another couple mil, right? So right. I'm like, yo, I'm so sorry. I wanted to say like, this is trash. But I know they invested so much time, so much money in it. In it? They had celebs huh? in it? Did they have celebs in it? Man, they had about five, six of them uh, uh, celebrities, big time celebrities, and that, ah. you know, well, no, maybe, maybe they don't, tr- they, you know, they, uh, they do a great job negotiating because if you're a celebrity, you might take a little less than usual mm-hmm. because you're getting so much visibility, right? Yeah, it's yeah, almost mm-hmm. like uh, the halftime show. A lot right. of people don't know that Usher and these Rihannas and these, you know, Katy Perry, like they didn't get paid, right, to do the halftime show because the NFL is selling like, yo, this is. The this biggest so marketing for your stage. business. This is the biggest yeah. brand awareness that you're ever gonna get. Like and you, you can know, get like bigger. Rihanna and all these people who are doing it, uh, their streams and their business uh, just goes through the roof. So they actually bring in millions of dollars off of shit they already have out there. And so that's why you're also seeing people over the last couple of years be more strategic around this time. They make other announcements. They do other things. Usher. You know, release an album. Usher talking about going on tour. You know, so uh, big business for sure. So, can you guys take a guess at how much a thirty second spot costs? Four million. BC. About that. What six? No, BC. You gotta give a number. Six. BC was closer. Up. This year is seven million dollars. What? Seven million per thirty second shot slot. Damn. Wow, that's crazy! <laughs> and my and, and my people who showed me their ad, that shit was trash. So if they paid the seven <laughs> mil for that thirty like, seconds, <laughs> yeah, because like, bro, it's like it got to be legendary. When you think about Super Bowl ads, like you bet you best you're better mm-hmm. not even spending the bread or even putting it out there if it's just not like legendary. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. you got to really come with it. So, I mean, I guess it's getting harder. I mean, yeah, uh, it's probably getting harder to, like, what, what can be done because everything's been done and thought of and 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's, but 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 it could be something simple. And what I mean is, like the other day, I watched a short documentary on the WhatsApp. Remember that commercial? Oh, yeah. That was dope. That was that was the most. That was top five for me. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. And it's no real dialogue in there. Like uh, there's uh, opportunities uh, there. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all want to have a quick send, one? Oh. You gotta send me that documentary. WhatsApp. <laughs> oh man, that's a classic commercial. That's a classic, classic. commercial. But B, classic, I wanted to classic. ask you, and you told me to wait for the show, man. Like, tell us who you running into. Tell us, tell us what the streets looking like right now. So uh, last night I ran into Cam. I was at an event. He was at another event, and uh, we Facetime Cam, Cam Newton. Oh, and uh, no, yeah, no, I ain't running the killer yet. I should have hit him up, but. Uh, Nah, man, like, this is amazing energy. You know, that's my brother. You know, we got the uh, the, the tour, I Am Iconic tour. So we're building this a great relationship. And then as I went over there to Resort World, um, there was Shannon Sharp's uh, party. Then they had Marshall and Lynch party all in the same area. And so, like, all of the football players, like, everybody was there. So it's like a reunion. Um, Tuesday nights, Wednesday nights are extremely slow. It's not a lot going on. Things pick up tonight and Friday, and then obviously Saturday, Sunday is like dead after the game. But, you know, so it wasn't like, you know, it ain't like Vegas is crazy, bunch of celebrities and everybody. It's like, no, nah, it's just a few people, athletes that's making money out here that's here, but it's a lot. Um, and then the thing about it, Andrew, is like I was telling my people I was with last night, I was like, I'm so sorry, I forgot how it is. Like, think about just walking through the mall and every other person you sh- you got to stop and say what's up to because it's like ain't nothing but mad football players y'all right. all know each other it's like the fraternity right. y'all don't even vibe like that but, but it's like a respect thing right you just see them so it's it's yes yeah, it's, it's it's annoying it's overwhelming and it sucks so it's like it takes just to get down a block it might take you 30 minutes mm. right because it's like yo yo what up and it, and like the energy's crazy and you talking to these people like y'all really know each other, like y'all really hang out. It's like, no, nah, I ain't going to see you until the next Super Bowl or the next yeah. festivity, right? So this is crazy that we spend this much time. Um, and if you don't, you know, really show love like that, then people are like, damn, he's stuck up who he think he is. He think he ought, whatever. Yeah. So you got to do it. So um, and I haven't ran into anybody um, while yet. Well, maybe last night I was uh, sitting uh, down with Woody from Wu-Tang and then we was going to go uh, watch – um, Who? Who rehearsal Wu Tang. We're gonna go watch their rehearsal. They're launching their residency oh, Friday cool. out here. Yeah. So Meth and all those boys is out here. I know you probably appreciate that. Oh yeah. BC. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh yeah. The Wu. The RZA. Yeah, I'm on some. Uh, I'm on some like real just biz dev here. Like, I'm not even like shooting much content out out here. I'm not. I'm not shooting any content. I'm not really into the parties like that. Like, I ain't even going last night. I just went, did my little walk by, said what's up to Cam, who was out uh, shooting some dice, and just kept it pushing. Um, but, like, dog, like, the people that I'm sitting with is, like, CMO of this brand and CMO of this mm. uh, company and head content creator of this network or platform. Like, I want this trip when I come back. It's like, all right, yo, this trip just made us ten million over the next year. Like, yeah. so I, I'm really focused and locked in on Biz Dev. So it's gonna be cool. Okay, now that okay. sounds excellent, brother. That's you doing the, you doing the the hard work? 
You know what I mean? Um, paper before we get into the show, on there the paper was one route. more thing that was mentioned uh, paper by uh, Brian here, and I wanted to get your opinion on it. Uh, both you and BC, actually. Uh, it looks like tonight they're going to actually unveil the Kobe Bryant statue. It is tonight? also yeah. 2824. Yeah, 2824. So, what, what's Legends. your thoughts on that? I mean, 2824 is dope, legendary. Um, I don't really have any any like wild thoughts, crazy thoughts, or nothing like that. It's just like Kobe. Um, was obviously special and I, I'm just I, I like how his wife is protecting his legacy and his brand and also pushing it for and Gigi you know his, his mm -hmm. their daughter and mm -hmm. so I think that the NBA the players his family and uh, a few others has rallied around and just really done a great job um always, every time we talk about Kobe like I always tell the stories like I was out there in uh, Calabasas training Gabe Davis for the NFL Combine. Um, it was just like, a, yeah, probably a, right around this time, but a couple weeks before, you know, because it was the Grammys. Grammys just happened, whatever. So we're out there, and literally we walk back into the facility, and, and a trainer runs in. He's like, man, Kobe just went down. I was like, what? He's like, it's Chopper. Like, literally right across the highway. He's like, what? And it was just like this crazy, surreal moment that, like, literally two, three miles away is where his chopper went down. And so, you know, we had to push through, just like a lot of people, you know, sports fans, Kobe fans, Mamba fans. And as I was going back to the city of Hollywood, like, we literally passed the, you can see the smoke going up in the air type vibe. Like, just so crazy, bro. So I'm happy that Kobe, uh, his family, um, is going to have this moment tonight. And a lot of, you know, NBA fans and Mamba fans. So wow. how you feel about it, BC? Yeah, man. After hearing that story, man, that's RIP to the great Mamba, man. Kobe Bryant. Um, yeah. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's pretty dope. And, um, that they're going to give him a statue and, you know, just memorialize him that way. I think he deserves it. He, he he held the Lakers down, got him the rings, Mamba mentality. Nah, I mean, I right. think it's dope. And two eight twenty four, like just the 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 significance behind the numbers and doing it on that date. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, I think it's dope, man. It's a dope thing, well deserved. Um, shout out to you know the Bryant family. Once again, rest in peace to Kobe Bean, Gigi. Yeah. Absolutely, guys. Absolutely. RP Kobe. This is a great moment, not a sad moment, guys. Um just miss Kobe every day. Um all right, let's let's turn no, no, up. No, 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 no. We're not gonna no, turn up. Let's turn down, let's turn down, let's turn down, let's turn down. You you said <laughs> I'm asking about Super Bowl weekend. You talking about uh division pros, the Apple Watch uh glasses. So Oh, you want to go back moment. to that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we I'm <laughs> Okay. Bro, we're gonna have you out Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So no, what, what, what I, I'm really interested to hear about this. Like, I love technology, and this is a super advancement, right? I did. I, I watched like two 30 minute videos on this. People reviewing. Um, I'm a guy that don't believe in first gen, so like I like second gen stuff. But 
as you said, sitting in a room. Interesting. Some of the stuff I've watched seems like we're we're right on the edge of being able to have conversations and feel like we're in the same room digitally. Like, right. do you guys like this? Do you guys not like this? I love it. I seen a guy driving a Tesla the other day with one on. Shut up. No, you did not. You seen it on Instagram? You Instagram. Mean? Yeah, on Instagram. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> but he was recording See, himself, <laughs> and then he also got pulled over. So it seemed like it was pretty real. Yeah, that, they, they have a couple of those where the guy's, like, walking in the street. There's another guy on the subway, and they're just, like, you know, fiddling yeah. their fingers <laughs> in the air, doing the whole uh concerto <laughs> you know what i mean it's like damn what are you doing but they're like walking around and tethered to the to the to the vision pros i mean i think it's dope i mean that's this is just the beginning man because i've been following that technology for a while this is man this is the beginning i also saw something else where they're gonna come with the contact lens that does when? that that does where you can just like do all who's, the same who's coming out with that there's a company that'll be crazy yeah there's a company wow. I'm, I'm gonna look it up now there's a company that's doing the contact lens that does the same thing like the vision pros kind of maybe not as intense as the vision pros but yeah they're working on the contact lens where you can see you know all your stuff in front what? of you and be doing that same same thing yeah, so this is, the, this is the beginning. The goggles is just for right now because it really is meant mm -hmm. to be at home. It's really for you to stay at home, but you're going to see more and more people moving around with it, doing all of that, just fingers in the air. You're like, what are they doing? Oh, checking, e <laughs> checking email, typing, you know, texting people. So so that's my question. Will, you know, I can't give, like, any deep analysis around it because what is it, right? Like, obviously, I know you, the, like, when you talk about first generation, Remember, like the Oculus, you see playing games, potentially watching movies, that type of stuff. And so they've been working on this for years. Um, and it's dope. Apple always take it to another level. But what can you do on it as of now? It's immersive. You can watch movies. You can watch movies. Okay. Um, you and actually the immersive be, part I would say is probably the 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 yeah, part what is immersive. Like y'all just throwing it around. Like so, how do you, no immersive. Uh, Immersive is I, when it's I, basically you're inside. It, it gives you the feeling of like you're inside the environment, right? So then also you have spatial audio. So the spatial audio actually creates the 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 feeling of like you're like you in, have all the correct like echoes you're inside every, of. Mm -hmm. So the we're scene. in meta metaverse, the meta land. No, no, not no, no, quite not necessarily. Like, no, yeah, it's like, not like, like what that. he's okay. describing is like like they have ten worlds built. Right. One is at a late one's at a forest. One's here. One's there. Right. And you could be watching a movie and you can make that screen, let's say 1000 size 1000. And you could then turn on the immersive. And now the entire universe that you're in everywhere you look is now in that lake area. Like you don't even like realize what? you're in your living room anymore. Oh, wow. Right. So you're just how like, much is this thing? Thirty-five hundred. Oh, shit, I was about to say I'm about to go over to Caesars today and get it, but I ain't got it. Thirty-five hundred. No, yeah. I mean, they gotta get my thirty-five hundred today. <laughs> how, how close do y'all think we are to the head jack from Matrix? Head jack from Matrix. Remember they used to What's have the, the little head jack in the back of the head. No, I don't. I don't remember <laughs> that. That was how they I, entered the Matrix. Oh, okay. They would yeah. sit in a chair and then they would put that head jack in. I mean, this was only 24 years ago, and we're right at the the point where you know you have the the goggles. Right. 
now he's uh, BC's talking about the contact. Man, I yeah, might see, get he's showing you the video, kids. the contact right now. I see it, but that's dope. I wish everybody else could see it that's listening on SiriusX. Some faction talk, but you can't. Uh, we're talking about the Apple Vision Pros that just came out um, and how immersive they are. And VC also said the next wave is going to be these um, contacts that's doing similar things, if not better. Yeah. But 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 uh, no, this is pretty cool. I think you got to embrace embrace all of this. Like it's it's scary for people like our age and maybe even a, a little older, right? Because like we are, we kind of like forced to adopt technology and all this social stuff, right? Like so old school, traditional. But our kids and you know Gen Z, like they got it. They understand this stuff. It's it's, it's crazy, and so. Um, Man, I think I, I'm gonna probably cop these for my for my 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 son. Probably enjoyed the most. You know, I don't know if I have twins. Is one good enough for them? Do they? Do I need to buy I two? Know. Do I buy one? Nah. Or is like one good for the household? Nah, because it's like a phone. No, every, it's like, yeah, it's like a phone. Is everybody's gonna want their own? Because you can also like check your emails. So you can set it to where you can actually see. That's why people are wearing them and walking because you can set it also to where you mm -hmm. can the the your surroundings are now transparent and it has things that you can uh, check your email, text messages, make the phone calls. You see all of that. So that's why people have their hands and they're all in the air doing this because they're like checking the oh, email. Wow. It's like a computer. It's like the computer yeah. in front of you. It's like your phone, but in your face. Damn. <laughs> so I got to get two of those things? Yeah, I would definitely man. say 7, you got to get two for the kitties. <laughs> definitely. I know. It's going to be some jealousy running in that house if you don't get two. Right, right. Yeah, straight problems. <laughs> and it, I think the battery life is like two hours unless you have it plugged in. So, like, it's very limiting. Jeez. All but right, guys, well, what we got in football? I know we spent the last 20 minutes it's talking. All right. It's all culture. It's all culture. Yeah, which I like. I like. You know what I mean? I but everybody's like, talk. football's king. Oh, my goodness. Paper route, talk more football, football. He's like, <laughs> bosses. Or want to be bosses, people think I'll do this, but I love having these conversations, man. People riding with us, listening alone, they love hearing us talk like this. But it is Super Bowl week, though. It is, though. It is, though. Super Biggest Bowl Sunday. <laughs> so let's get into it. We got Super Bowl here, and I got a couple questions for you, B. Um, is all Brock Purdy versus Patrick Mahomes? So first up, Ooh. we have who has more to gain with a win? Man, um, Patrick Mahomes has more to gain with uh, a win. And the reason why is because you got to look at the significance of his win. You know, Patrick Mahomes winning creates a bigger conversation around GOAT. Right. Patrick Mahomes winning puts him in a space not only as like one of the greatest football players ever, but one of the greatest athletes ever. Not the, but one of. Like he's now up there. Okay. He might not be, he's not going to be past Tom Brady, but he's in that conversation with, oh, yeah, there's Tom Brady, there's Serena Williams, there's Patrick Mahomes. Like that's what happens for him. Um, we're talking about dynasty. He wins this one. We are entering into a 
Kansas City Chiefs dynasty, um, or we're there. You know, so like there, those are that's significant. Brock Purdy, you know, yes, this is significant. It's huge. It's major. It's going to be career changing for him forever. Like he, when he's 50, 60 years old, he still will be making money off of winning a Super Bowl. But it's just like, yeah, you won a Super Bowl, right? Like, are we, we're not, Matthew Stafford won a Super Bowl. How do, like, shit, we, we ain't even talking about Matthew Stafford like that. Right. Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl. Was it Kerry Collins won a Super Bowl, right? Like, there's so many quarterbacks that won one Super Bowl, you know? So, yes, it'd be significant, not only for these quarterbacks, but for all these guys. But if you're asking me, you know, where is going to be, where is the impact going to be, you know, be greater? You got to go with Patrick Mahomes. We're talking about some legendary stuff here. Definitely. You know, I actually wanted to disagree with you. You did a really good job at explaining that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I really wanted to off the top. Because I'm like, Mahomes well, already has rings. But you're right. Like, right. he's going to enter a GOAT window, whereas Purdy will enter his first window. But we don't even know if. Exactly. You know, he's Listen, I'm going to say like this. Listen, Brock Purdy, when it's all said and done, it's, it's so crazy because I've been coming off as a, a Brock Purdy hater. And I've spent the first year and a half, two years, just like combating that, like being one of the ones like, what are we talking about? Like, no, nah, this dude, let's celebrate him. But at the end of the day, you know, uh, Brock Purdy's upside, like it, he, he, he's going to be a really good quarterback, have an amazing career, but is he going to be, is it going to be uh, capped off by like one of the greatest ever? I don't think so. You know, I think that, you know, the San Francisco 49ers, maybe, you know, they have a, they, they still have this window. Maybe they win one more, maybe two more, you know. I don't think Brock Purdy um, is going to have a type of career that really makes, you know, to have us talking about him 50, 60, 70 years from now. That's actually intriguing because the next question is, who do you think has the most to lose or who has more to lose with a loss? Uh, I think actually Brock Purdy has more to lose uh, with the loss, yeah. right? Because, and this is like, I don't know, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, you know, are they playing it right? Like they are the underdogs, but it's like, yo, I'm really playing into house money. You know, we're not supposed to be here, right? Like we are all like celebrating Patrick Mahomes and Chiefs. Like, look what they're doing without, look what they're doing. You know that? and how they ended the season, right? So I'm still thinking about the Chiefs in that way, knowing that this is still a dominant team. Uh, but like Brock Purdy, and it will be your first. This will uh, get you a bigger contract, more deals, buy you more time, right? Like, so if that doesn't happen, you're losing a lot. Patrick Mahomes, nothing's going to change for Patrick Mahomes outside of like like, like conversation. He's still going to get he's still going to get big deals. His name is everywhere I'm out here, billboards everywhere. You know, he's still going to get any type of contract he wants. He's still going to be in a conversation. Like, all right, well, he didn't win it. All right, maybe next year they get back, and if he, you know what I mean, so he's still in a conversation. But the question would be like, if he does lose, let's say Mahomes does lose, how much does that put him behind the eight ball in catching Brady? Yeah, but that's all. That's all. Uh, 
man-made conversation. Well, I was about to say man-made conversation. All conversation is made. <laughs> man-made. <laughs> yeah, I'm over here trying to sound hey, man. cool and You already got the Apple the Vision? <laughs> right, yeah. Over here. Uh, man-made conversation. <laughs> but come on, man. Like, we just, like, that's curated conversation. Like, curated sports conversation. I don't even sound right. I'm trying to sound sophisticated right now, guys. It's made up, working. man. This is a, let's just say no, it's made like, up. It's, yeah, it's, like, it's like a story. Yes, thank you. It's a story. What I'm saying is like we're making this something, but who cares about him catching Tom Brady? Like, Mahomes, man, Tom, Tom Brady has seven Super Bowls. He may not ever catch Tom Brady. Yeah. And so what? Yeah. So what? He can still be the, the best if he gets close. He finished his career, you know, the right way. So, um, like, instead of as a player, I'm just thinking about if I'm Patrick Mahomes. It's like when you start comparing yourself and get caught up in all of that, that's where you lose the joy. You don't enjoy it, right? But win or lose, Patrick Mahomes still should be celebrating. He still should be celebrating, right? Why? Like, dog, six years, six AFC championships, four Super Bowl appearances. You hear me? Yeah. But you get caught up, oh, well, man, Tom Brady played till he's 43, seven Super Bowls, had the greatest head coach ever, and, you know, in a terrible, like in a weak-ass division. You know what I mean? Like, everybody's situation is different. Super different. Let's actually switch over to the defensive side of the teams. So we know Chris Jones and Spags, is on Kansas side, right? We also know that you got Bosa and let's say Greenleaf, right? Because I don't know their defensive coordinator off the top of my head. So you got some pretty good defenses here. So if we're judging by defensive pressure, who do you think has the most to deal with, Purdy or Mahomes? Uh, Purdy has more. Look what Spags did. Um, look what Spags did. Uh, to Lamar and, you know, that offense, right? And I'm just looking at that battle, the mental aspect of it, not just, like, the physicality, the superstars. Like, there's more ballers on the San Francisco side for sure, I believe. But, man, Spags is going to have – Purdy, a young guy, like, he may see some things for the first time ever on Sunday, you know. He may come out with a different game plan every single quarter. Like, not even game plan, I mean, more like a little switch up, right, a little curveball. Mm-hmm. So Spags is uh, Spags is, 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 uh, is really in his bag right now. And so I, the answer for me would be Purdy um, on this one. All right. All right, I actually got a better question. I'm actually antis- I, I'm I'm excited. And about I think it's one. Steve Wilkes. Not think it's Steve. Well, I'm just like sitting here thinking like the defensive coordinator, Steve Wilkes. Steve Wilkes used to be uh, coaching and with the Cardinals. Then was the interim head coach uh, with Car- DC in Carolina. Then was the in- uh, interim head coach, and a lot of people thought he should have got the job. Oh, um, in Arizona, he did a great job with the with the uh, Carolina Panthers and they went in a different direction. Then they fired a guy like a year later, like maybe that's when they went with Matt rule. I'm not sure. And then uh, Frank Reich, but 
he should have been he should be a head coach and he's doing a, a hell of a job obviously but this 49ers I'm sorry to get off topic but this 49ers uh defense it, you know and, and their approach is a lot like you know Baltimore Ravens Pittsburgh Steelers but we're not the Pittsburgh Steelers they had their guy for a very long time before he retired but these guys uh defensive coordinators going to get plucked you know and so they got to be able to keep the same system and so Wilkes came in and he just obviously brought his own little flavor to it, but it still is the same defense Robert Sala, for the most part, was running. No, I'm looking at his record right here. Looks like he came in pretty late in the season, but he's handling things. Let me let me ask you about this matchup, though, B. We got Chris Jones versus Trent Williams. That's a key matchup right there. What do you think is going to go down between the lines? Um, Well... Jones, he he definitely moves a little, but um, listen, Trent Williams is uh, like, I don't know where he ranks this year, but before like the last, maybe and last year maybe wasn't number one, but for years he was the top rated player in the NFL. Like if you just look at it from a number standpoint, statistic standpoint, he was the best player in the NFL dominant so when they do go against each other it's it you know i would put my money on trent it's because he's savvy he understands like how long he needs to hold up you know how to you know get away with a little pull here and there uh but it's going to be back it'll be a back and forth right like you're mm-hmm. talking about the, these defensive linemen these days are so freakish so athletic you know they're it's, it's almost like they're, it's unstoppable right like you as an offense uh, in the offensive lineman you need your guard to be right there with you. You need your quarterback to understand, like, bro, have some fucking awareness in the pocket. Like, I got this dog here, so step up or, you know, step up and move right, step up, move left, or get out the pocket or go now, throw the ball. Like, you, it, it, it's a team effort. The offensive coordinator got to put you in the right protection, got to, you know, scheme up shit the right way. Like, all right, maybe we keep our tight end and maybe we bring a running back and we, you know, make sure our running back stays right here, keeps his eyes closer here so it's a team effort when you're going against these type of guys um there's going to be matchups galore like great matchups galore throughout uh this game you know that's definitely one of them uh but we're talking about you know well coached teams super sophisticated but they got like some studs man and it's that's not always the case always the case this is like the best of the best uh, you actually brought up a question, and I hope it's not a stupid question, guys. But no, you never you know, asked any wild questions, but you're good. <laughs> Appreciate you. You know how on <clears throat> basketball courts you communicate a lot. Like we see LeBron pointing fingers, doing all this, right? I never yep. thought about this, but if I'm Trent Williams and Chris Jones is, you know, maybe I didn't get the good uh, start on him or something. Do linemen communicate with their quarterback? Meaning, like, if I'm here with Chris Jones, do I say, go, go, yeah. go, or do I just stay silent? Like, I never even thought about that. No, but I would. I mean, you it, it, it will happen, like, every blue moon. But, like, it's so loud in there that you – It's almost it's so loud that you can't hear. It's like, no. Well, you were saying, it, like, step up the in the case. pocket. I'm like, do they actually say that? Like, as no. you're there doing your thing, like <laughs> – No, they just, like, put their head down. And go pick up their quarterback and say, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> I'm sorry I gave up a sack. 
Bro, like, this is when you know your team is effed up or if they ain't really vibing with the quarterback. If they give up a sack and they don't run to help him up Ooh. or they don't, like, look like a little uh, damaged puppy dog, then like that's when you know down. there's some beef in the yeah. locker room where there's, like, some type of disconnect between that quarterback and that offensive line. But, uh, no, that's that, that that's that's an interesting question, though, uh, Andrew. You would think that, you know, you would. Because if you're the home team on offense, right, the fans are trained not to yell and scream. Yeah, give But that's that. more so pre-snap, pre-snap, right? You got to go work the offense. Got to make your calls. And you hear the offensive linemen, they're communicating. All right, boom, I got him. So quarterback IDs, the mic, 55 is the mic, 55 is the mic. So now the offensive linemen start communicating guards and tackles, centers and guards. All right, boom, this is what we're doing. Tackles and tight ends. Boom, this is what we got. Running back and quarterback might exchange something. And then sit up. And then it's like, everybody do your job. That's mm-hmm. it. And it just goes silent. It's one of the most amazing feelings in the world, bro, where it's like you're out there. The play starts. And you don't hear none of that shit. You don't hear 70,000, 80,000 screaming. You don't hear it. Even the shit that you'll do out there, like, you'll be like, hold on, I did that? You look up on the Jumbotron, you see the highlights, the replays, like, I did that? And then, like, like the craziest thing, when you make a crazy play, bro, you make a crazy play, and then you watch film, and it's like, yo, I don't even remember doing that. It's like you running 20 miles prior to your left, and you got this Ed Reed coming to take your head off, or Ray Lewis coming and take your head off, and then you just stop on it down. <laughs> stop, spin, boom. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And then somebody about to take your head down, and then you dive, and then they, like, barely miss you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, damn, how do you – like, the senses, bro, like, it, it's pretty cool, man. Like, we see these dudes making these plays, but there's so much going on. You got to make these – like, it's like you you can't think. When you think, that's when you suck. So a lot yeah. of these things that you're seeing, like these Tyreek Hills and all these other players do out there, you know, the Patrick Mahomes – that shit is like just like a feel. It's like a feel, bro. I know what you mean. Sorry, you had me reminiscing a little bit going back to football. <laughs> nah, bro, you like, had Yo. me actually reminiscing. Yeah, it was a feeling. I was playing ball, and it was like regulation rims. And I remember I was running down the court, and I jumped. And I remember thinking in my head, I think I could dunk this right now. And I never did. <laughs> I laid it up. But when I ran back, the people on my team was like, "Yo, I thought you was about to dunk that." And I think it was just like a moment I had. <laughs> when was this? When was this? Woo? I was probably like 20. I was probably like 20. We used to play ball every Friday. And I just remember it was like at my athletic peak, bro. I just felt that that momentum, bro. I never dunked on that rim, but I'm telling you. <laughs> I was up there like, oh, I think I could dunk it. I think I could dunk it. And that, that happens too because the game is extremely fast. Yeah. Um, but when you're in your prime as an athlete, it's like, you know, the prime, the way I describe prime is, you know, you're at your peak physically, but then you're also um, at your peak mentally, meaning like your IQ is right there. And, and, and when that happens, the game actually slows down. How many so what you're describing, have that? huh? Just, I'm again? sorry to cut you off there, but I wanted to know, what do you think, how long is that window in years? Yeah, I thought, like, a lot of us think that it's like, oh, you're a rookie, then you come in, 
And then it's like year three, year four. Okay, now you start getting into your prime. Um, I, I actually think that when you, well, so physical and mental prime is different for everyone. Um, I was a guy, it took me, it wasn't until year three where it was like, oh, there's a science to to this. Like, oh, I see why Coach Shanahan is calling, you know, trips right, Z uh, spot, Z arrow, X bingo, right? Like, I, it, it just like everything just slows down. Like, you know what the quarterback's thinking, you know what the – why the coach is calling what he's calling hell. Like there's times I could have been backsized. Like I can take this play off because that, you know, we're going here. We're trying to get this first, this coverage. I'm only getting the ball if it's here. So he's definitely not looking at me. He better not come to me. So like, like I can just chill backside for real. Um, and there's, there's been times where, um, you know, I'm actually back there chilling and fucking Jay Cutler still throw the balls like motherfucker. Like, <laughs> You you know you're not supposed to be throwing this right yeah. now. Like now you're making us both look bad because you got to go all out on every single play. But you're so aware. It's like, well, he's not. His assignment is to stay front side. But this asshole, this jackass, came backside. I thought I was going to be able to be back here at 70 percent. So now I'm gonna get a loaf and I'm gonna be called out in a meeting. And this asshole's throwing another pick. <laughs> That's crazy. But. So it's like it's different for everybody when you enter your prime, that physical, mental. But from a physical standpoint, soon as you get into the NFL, you're in your physical. Like you're, this is the fastest, the strongest you're ever going to be. You know, we can actually say like you're in your prime, you know, your junior, senior year. Once you hit your junior, senior year, it's like now you're peaking out. Like you're, there's no more gains like that. Like if you're maxing out at 420, that's what it's going to be, you know, mm-hmm. until you stop playing ball, doing 385 on the clean or running four three four four um like you're never going to be better quicker sharper physically like that all you're trying to do once you get in the league is maintain that Mm. that's it do you have a a quick story just asking because this is intriguing to me but like do you have a quick story of the first moment you realized that that mentality or physicality was going down like was it oh yeah i mean um so here's the interesting thing. It's like the, 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 the thing for a lot of these guys is not can they still do it. It's how long can you do it, right? So, like, I'm not talking about when you're 40 or something. Like that. I'm talking about you still in the league, year 10 or something, right? Mm-hmm. The, the, the shift is, oh, shit, I used, to get, I used to be able to do this 50 times. Now I can only do it 25, right? Same speed, same t- uh, intensity. Same power, same output. Like, what's crazy is my last year in the league, I actually was moving faster, like, from a linear standpoint than I ever well, ever had coming off an ankle injury. So I was, like, fine-tuning all my secondary muscles, working on shit I never worked on before, strengthening my feet. And, you know, we're talking about going out there, you know, you have the GPS tracking devices on. And I hit 21 miles per hour just running, you know, we were running, like, 60s. And this was three months post-op. But all I was doing was core, hamstrings, all the secondary stuff, working on my feet, right? Um, and the year before, my fastest plan with the Giants was like, it, it peaked out in practice or game was 18 miles, 18, 19 miles per hour, right? Wow, and that was post-op? And, but, but, but here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. It's like, oh, shit, this is great for a go ball. 
but can I stop right now? Instead of me taking three, four steps to come out of this break, now I'm taking five, six. And that's the difference between a DB breaking up the ball or not breaking up the ball, right? So um, I know I said a lot there. I mean, I love these questions. I'm going to talk about this stuff all day. I mean, um, that's, all, that's all I was asking, like, man, because it's like the mentality. No, but I really inside. didn't. Yeah, but the answer to your question is, um, for me, it was probably it's such a difficult thing to answer because there's so much to it where it's like, you know, practice change, your body start feeling different. So it's like, shit, I ain't going to go like this. You feel it, like it's more so the injuries, bro, that slow you down and it changes, you know, like your approach to practice and even games or how you play. But your production can still be high. So, like, I knew I probably was, you know, coming down when I had my best year, and that was 2015, which was like year 9, 10 maybe, right? So it was like, oh, shit. But I was so sharp. And I was so, like, mentally and physically. Physically meaning, like, I was just efficient. Like, I was like, all right, I got this 15-yard comeback. And, like, I was start, I started mastering the art of route running where it was like, all right, right now throw this left leg. Like, this is my trigger. Like, throw this left leg. And then I would, I would just get, like, have these, like, uh, cues. We call them cues. And it was just like, throw this left leg now, then boom hit this right leg, right foot hard and then it's going to be able to get me out of this break even quicker than I've ever been before before it was just like oh, I got to get the 15 yards you see the mark and then you just run and then you just get out of it like it's just natural but then you start learning the art of it it's like oh shit right here at 12 is when I need to start deselling bah, 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 bah. Mm-hmm. right and then it's just so clean so crisp and so um I was sharp but I wasn't as fast I wasn't as powerful I wasn't even playing the game as physical but I had 14 touchdowns, 1,500-something yards, 100-something catches, and I was unstoppable. Yeah, 1502, 109, 14 TDs. I'm yeah, looking at it right go. now. <laughs> Incredible year. Coming off of uh, half of that the year before, that was probably when you got the injury, right? Yeah, well, Jay Cutler stopped throwing me the ball in Chicago the year before. <laughs> And I did, well, I did have like, uh, I broke my ribs and a puncture lung. So I missed a couple games for sure, like yeah. four games. It, ain't, it wasn't all him, but it was definitely a difficult year. Yeah. Like, he, he's like, like, damn, that moment that I told you about when you go out there and it's like, oh, it's third and two to three. We're calling Z drive. X got to go, but it's really a clear go. I got to outside release this guy because I want his back to be turned to Alshon coming or marty coming on this shallow cross so i have to outside release so i can't get creative but jay he is called a peak you peak you got press you got brandon press one-on-one you peak here you get it you take it and so for years it's like okay boom money 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 and all of a sudden you get back you get out there and you're like this motherfucker didn't even peek at me i got Mm -hmm. this just slap on me one-on-one and you ain't throwing me the you ain't peak, you ain't throwing me the ball. So when you hear these things about you see, you know, and it's I'm not justifying any of this, but when you see like uh Stefan Diggs or somebody moping on the sideline or OBJ moping on the sidelines, because you feel it, you know the game. You know, they ain't out there just crazy, like, no, I was supposed to get the ball and I play you tripping, you ain't do your job. Or what's going on here? Um 
that's why like as an athlete it's so interesting like how you watch the game is totally different and when i'd be like oh shit when i talk about like a look in the player's eyes or you know you know i, I might say something like this like left field but it's like you're i think like every day for 20 something years 30 20 something years that's all i did that's all we did it's yeah. like you're here to master this so you see this shit and you just feel the game differently you see the game differently you can from a body language right a quarterback throw an interception right everybody's saying this quarterback sucks he threw another interception but i might be watching the game and i'm like oh that shit was on a receiver i don't even know what play was called or what responsibility but i'm looking at the quarterback stare down the receiver for 10 seconds as he's walking to the sideline <laughs> and that's like motherfucker you just fucked me you ran the wrong route you know what I'm saying? But that it all it is is just body language. You're picking up the body language. Oh, shit, I saw that before, yeah. right? Like, you know, I messed up. He looks bad. He ain't going to say nothing, right? He's going to be a great teammate, but he just stared me down for 10 seconds. Yeah. He's frustrated. Man, I hope, I hope a lot of the young athletes take a lot of this advice and, like, you know, go into the league, go into these atmospheres and understand, like, you know, a little heads up because that's all it is. It's just giving game. But that's we're gonna it. move. We're gonna go into the last question here uh, for Sunday's big game. Who needs a faster start, B. Purdy or Mahomes? Purdy. Purdy needs a faster start because he's never been in this position before, and so obviously momentum is key in a lot of things. And so, because of the inexperience. And like Super Bowl is what I'm saying. Like being in the mm -hmm. biggest environment, like you want to build off of that and try to maintain that. Patrick Mahomes been here in several dog fights, you know, f over the last six years. Even like going back to the AFC Championship game against Josh Allen, divisional game against Josh Allen, talking about forty something and forty something shootouts. The game that you talked about the other day, where he was down, like well maybe it was his first second year in the league playing against Houston. They're down 20-something points, but then they finished the game. I forget what you said. It was like – Oh, 51, 31-something some, like yeah, that. I what you're talking right, about. Right, right. It's like he's already been here. He's done that, right? And so, Patrick – and that's why we're having this conversation of how great is he, you know, because he does these type of things. Absolutely. Well, guys, let's have a little bit of fun, right? Like we've been doing so much serious Super Bowl talk. We want to talk about someone else's career, someone coming up. This is some of the youth that I was talking about with the advice you were giving before. Um, but we got to check out Aiden Diggs. So this is the son of Tre Trevon Diggs. And he was talking about his future in the NFL recently with Funny Marco. Take a listen. Let's send a message to the NFL and let them know that you're coming. So we're going to get into it right now. This is my client. and He's going to be coming to the NFL. Let them know how you're going to come. Let them know. I'm gonna get drafted. Sound like sound confident, like. I'm gonna get drafted. Mm -hmm. By the right, worst team. Like, like. I'm gonna get drafted by the worst team in the league, but then I'm gonna request a trade, and I'm gonna go no. to my hometown. No, 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 no. Okay, he's not gonna request. We can't just. <laughs> all right, listen. Okay, we can't do that because now we gonna now they're not gonna pick us first. We can't do that. All right. That's bad. All right. Sorry, guys, we're going to start this over. Uh, let them know how you're going to come. The, the Cowboys are going to draft me. Okay. And then I'm going to start my career for five years. 
And then... How much money you want so we can let them know? I want 50 mil. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, Yo. <laughs> Listen, so, B, let, you giving let, this kid NIL money already? No, nah, like, I just want to give my natural action, bro. Like, Trayvon Diggs, young black father. You can see the joy in his eyes parenting his son. You know, and it's like, I mean, that's the type of relationship that I have with my son, but, you know, you want to maintain. It's just like, yo, you know I'm daddy, and you you, you know the boundaries, but you my friend. You know what I'm saying? Look, like, you see little Aiden answer these questions the way he's answering the questions. Yeah, he's like. And then you see his father, like Trayvon, you know, just signed a $100 million deal. He, they popping, they hot. And he's, like, just so proud and happy. Like in all of his son, you know what I mean? And it's so genuine. And we've seen these moments obviously over the last three years going back to hard knocks with when Trayvon got to the Cowboys, but like I was about to bring bro, that just up. A, that's just a dope ass like that. I just love them too, bro. I love Trey. I love his son. I love his mom. I love his brother. Like, you know what I mean? I, I love the whole family, but them two, man, is special. And I love that, you know, the you know, they're embracing this, like his, his son's personality. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I would give him nil deal, nil money right now. Um, shit, he might be making more uh, money than twenty five percent of the dudes in the league. He's popping, bro. Ever since he did hard knocks, little Aiden did hard knocks. He's popping, and that's him really. That's like how he is all the time, bro. <laughs> he's at fifty mil. Mm-hmm. That boy said so he getting want his fifty mil. mil. <laughs> my my favorite part of the whole thing. I actually want to watch that again. It's so dope. But my favorite part. Of that that little spot that he just did, uh, was when Marco was like, "Yo, you can't say that." He's like, "I'm gonna get traded to the worst team. I'm gonna ask for a request, a trade, trade request." I'm he had the funny Marco had to be an agent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was like nah, Marco's. <laughs> what do you think about him wanting to go to the Cowboys? Of course, that's his pops. That's where it's like, his pops team. Yeah, the Cowboys. That's and dope. he just got to find that Can so we run that back one more time? And, and for, before we run it back, uh, those out there listening on on you know, you know, paper out serious XM faction talks. B Marshall here, Andrew Woo Hoo, and BC in the booth. Um, this is a a dope clip by Aiden Diggs. Aiden Diggs is Trayvon Diggs, the star cornerback for the Dallas Cowboys' son. Okay, and if you don't you haven't been following him over the last couple of years, but Probably like three years ago, he blew up by just being him. And they captured on Hard Knocks. And, you know, people fell in love with him. And so I know you can hear the, hear the audio, but I would advise you guys to watch the video and then continue to follow this kid. This kid's a legend. Let's send a message to the NFL and let them know that you're coming. So we're going to get into it right now. This is my client. He's going to be coming to the NFL. Let him know how you're going to come. Let him know. I'm gonna get drafted. Sound like sound confident, like. I'm gonna get drafted <laughs> by the worst up, team. Like, like. I'm gonna get drafted by the worst team in the league, but then I'm gonna request a trade, and I'm gonna go no. t- to my hometown. No, that- no, no, no. Okay, he's not gonna request. We can't just. Uh, all right, listen. Okay, we can't do that because now we going Now they're not gonna pick us first. We can't do that. All right. That's bad. All right. Sorry guys, we're gonna start this over. Uh, let them know how you're gonna come. The, the Cowboys are gonna draft me. Okay. 
and then I'm gonna start my career for five years, and then. How much money you want, so we can let them know? I want 50 mil. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's so beautiful, man. I don't know about that five-year 50 mil, though. Might have to get a better contract than that. But that's beautiful between father and son, man. Makes me want to be a dad, just not in this lifetime. So, Bro, it's so time. <laughs> Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. What's up, y'all? The Home Depot Retool Your School program is back on the yard and back at it again, bringing up to $150,000 in campus improvement grants to help upgrade and uplift your favorite HBCU campuses. Not only is Retool Your School partnering with HBCUs, but it's also inviting you to join by voting online only at retoolyourschool.com slash vote. You can vote as many times as you want, as often as you want, whenever you want, now through March 24th. If you want to support change across HBCU campuses, all you have to do is vote. So keep doing, keep building, and keep supporting HBCUs at retoolyourschool.com slash vote. Retool your school, powered by purpose. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. This is Brandon Marshall from I Am Athlete here to talk about my favorite go-to pretty meal that I can't always enjoy because the carb fear is real. But carb-heavy foods are often the ones we love most. But Hero Bread makes those same delicious favorites free of consequences and compromises. Zero to one grams of net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and high in fiber, delicious and flavorful. The soft, fluffy experience you love when enjoying a refreshing, maybe peanut butter and jelly sandwich, savory breakfast burrito, or mouth-watering cheeseburger. Something for every craving, including sliced bread, loaves, buns, and tortillas. Monthly small drops of indulgence, favorites like the two-gram net carb hero croissant or the one-gram net carb hero cheddar biscuit. Don't give up on being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code athlete at checkout. That's athlete at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Hurry and get 10% off your order when you use athlete at H-E-R-O dot C-O. It's time for What's the Word? And we have interesting news coming out of Dallas, guys. The Cowboys have interviewed former NFL head coach Rex Ryan for defensive coordinator. Rex is known for building elite defenses, so what's the word? Rex would be blank as Cowboys DC. Rex Ryan would be a letdown as Cowboys DC. That's a better way to put it. A letdown. A letdown because, like, look, man, you look. People fell in love, mixed feelings around Rex, right? Because how things ended with the Jets and then in Buffalo. Um, But people love Rex. Rex was one of the first that was so authentic and real 
like all this new media stuff, how people are saying what they want to say, doing what they want to do. Like Rex been that his entire life. You know, Rex having that type of personality in that city, having success with the Jets and also like just as a defensive mind, like brilliant. Like that's what we know Rex as. Now you come back and you bring that same approach, that defense. I just think I don't I don't think. I think about when it was all said and done, he and his brother, that defense, like we just caught on to it and we was re- we was running through it. It's so sophisticated. It, it, and it's like the modern player. I don't think that it's for the modern player. Like these kids now, it's like you got to keep it simple, stupid. You know, less is more, right? But that defense, you got to have a, a stud muffin at the safety position. He's like your quarterback. You got to have another stud at linebacker, which you can find. But you're talking about like this will work with like Mika Fitzpatrick, you know, that type of safety in the back end, ball hawk, but super, super smart. Um, I, I just don't I, I don't see it working for 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 the Dallas Cowboys. I think it would be a huge mistake. I think it would be a huge mistake. And then it would be a hit to whatever, you know, reputation legacy that he does have. I'm not saying he's like this legendary coach or whatever, but he was super successful. We love him and we think of him as like, you know, as a uh, – one of the best defensive minds out there, but I just don't think this 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 defense works uh, anymore. Because you got to think about it, his brother would still be super hot, you know, if it did, and he probably would have got more opportunities. Like I'm talking about, they used to do crazy stuff, bro. We're talking about putting defensive ends out there at corner, having. Like, guys run across the field. What? Like, it was just, like, their disguises was wild. Like, yeah, it's just wild, wild defense. They're, like, so smart. Is there any chance you could see <clears throat> Jerry, like, making this hire knowing that Mike McCarthy might be gone sooner than later? That's interesting. I, you know, these guys be politicking, man. They They be having conversations throughout the year. Texting, positioning. So it's a scumbag business, man. Like you might have dudes on your staff and they're not there. They're there for themselves. Like, you know, how do I become a head coach or how do I undermine this guy? Cause I want to get his position. I want to get his job. So like, I don't know, man, like owners meetings, Super Bowls, things like that. People, uh, combine is where a lot of business and indie goes down. You know, and, and all the all you're doing is meeting owners, meeting with general managers and general managers, meeting other general managers, talking trades and all kinds of stuff. So I could see Rex Ryan, you know, positioning himself, you know, having certain conversations, trying to sell and pitch himself. You know, I, I think Jerry Jones's intentions are I don't know. You never know, bro. It's a scumbag business. Man, McCarthy's gonna be out of there. <laughs> bet I bet he won't. Before the season over, if they You call it eight games, good. right, BC? If they not if that record not looking good, if they looking good, then yeah, they're gonna they're gonna hold on to them. If that record not looking good, or they got some questionable losses, all right. Their the record is gonna be need, good. Though. That ain't gonna be the problem. He ain't gonna be out of there until he out of there. We ain't gonna know until after the uh, he on the hot seat until He's, after the playoffs. And he on the lame this. duck session. Hey, but think about this. Who's and we already did this exercise. The Cowboys are in a better position than anybody else in that division. Philadelphia imploded. The Eagles imploded. They don't even they they got new offense coordinator, defensive coordinator. We don't know what we're gonna get out of Philly. They're right. gonna be tough. Right. 
But come on, we don't know what is going to happen. Right. AJ Brown still going to be there? Is he? I don't know. We don't know. Yeah. What's going to happen with to the back end that already was kind of trash? Mm-hmm. We don't know. Kellen Moore is Kellen Moore really the perfect guy there? How do they replace him if they, you know, AJ Brown? They lose him. So Philly, they not in a better position than the Cowboys. Commanders don't. Who's their quarterback? Who's they just hired it? Dan Quinn. They're, they're, you know, they're. Yeah, they might. That was Cowboys D coordinator. They might be but better who, than this year. Who are year. they? Right. Huh? They might be better than they were this year. Yeah, but yeah, and they'd be tough for sure because in division. But the Dallas Cowboys are in a better position. The Giants, same thing with them. Danny Dimes, our quarterback. Hey, where y'all bringing back Saquon? What's going on? Y'all lost y'all defensive yeah, coordinator. We, yeah, so I'm, well, I'm saying all that to say, flux, I understand where you're coming from, BC, and everybody else is like the history of the Cowboys. But I'm just talking about this year to year, one day at a time, one week at a time. Where are we at today? The Dallas Cowboys are in the perfect position to win a division, make it to the playoffs. Now that's where the problems coming at so <laughs> that's where you it know stops. what i'm saying <laughs> yeah. that's where it's right you know that's but we know we know where the cowboys stand for bc man they on the dnt do yeah. not trust yeah that's it um hey y'all boys want to make some money where's that you do you want to make some money <laughs> if you were talking about some betting stuff your push. ass talked about you gonna place a five dollar bet that's a process hey i beat. saw a commercial <laughs> yesterday said five dollars could win you 200 that's good enough for me. For real? Yeah. It was a it was okay. a parlay, but it was like five dollars to get two hundred. But we you know we got the Super Bowl coming up and B, we know you are a betting man. So we want you to win our audience some money. Can you help us out real quick? We got a couple questions here. You let us know over or under. Patrick Mahomes, over or under two hundred and sixty two and a half pass yards. Mm. Damn, I think I got him three scores. I'm going to say under, man, because I, I had a parlay last year. I was sweating a parlay in the suite last year watching Patrick Mahomes playing against the Eagles, do, another dominant defense. And can you look up his stats? He barely – can you look up his last year's Super Bowl stats? I think he barely got – like, I, I was like, yo, can – it was like 220, 220, no, like 240 or maybe it was 250. And I think he barely got there. Barely. Like, he didn't have, like, this big, big game. Like, he didn't. He had um, – oh, sorry. <laughs> Super Bowl? Why is that showing me? It's all good. We're on the radio. We can take our time. Howard Stern do it all the time. Yeah, People start comparing us to Howard Stern. Howard Stern been in the industry for 30, 40 years. <laughs> Bro, Howard Stern's dope. I, I was yeah. like it. Uh, fifth grade, sixth grade, watching Howard Stern. Like, <laughs> you <laughs> ever watch Howard Stern? Did you me. used to watch Howard Stern, BC? Yeah, I'd listen to Howard Stern, I, and I call his show a few times too. <laughs> Yo, oh, I, I didn't, wild. I didn't listen. I was watching them. Yeah, yeah. I only watched the watch the show sometimes, but I, I would catch him on the radio or something like that. Yeah, Beetlejuice. Like, was it Beetlejuice? <laughs> oh God, doing don't the bring show? up Beetlejuice. Yeah, Beetlejuice. <laughs> <laughs> Beetlejuice is funny as hell. <laughs> Weird looking as hell too. But but Such listen to this stat. So Jalen Hurts had 304 yards in the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes had 182. Yeah, I'm telling you, it was a struggle, bro. I'm gonna so, take because I, I think he's gonna have a. I'm gonna take the under. 
It's another great defense. He's still going to have a nice game. He's going to be efficient, some big plays. But there's not like a, a lot of big play players outside. Like, yeah, Travis Kelsey, but he ain't taking a top off or doing that like that. You have 10 catches for 110 yards or something like that. You know, but – and there might be one receiver that can get – break loose, get open, and you might have a bomb here and there. But they just don't have, like, no heavy hitter like that outside of Travis. Yeah, that and last year's Super Bowl, he had 81 yards. He was the top receiver on the team. But, yeah, n- nobody really got over 100 the more I look at these yards. They just played an efficient game. Yeah, he's but, spreading that ball, spreading the rock out. I think I already know the answer for this one, but Mahomes over under one and a half pass TDs. One and a half, I'm taking the over. I agree with you there. He also had three TDs last year. Brock Purdy over under 246.5 pass yards. I'm going to take uh, the over. The over? Okay. <clears throat> yeah, because they're going to be down. And they're gonna have to throw that thing around. <clears throat> so looking at his you'll season, see, though, you'll see, you'll see, off. you'll see. Like end of the third quarter is when he's gonna have to start lighting it up a little bit. That's when the game will get really good. Slow, heavyweight fight first. Fill it out first quarter and a half. Somebody gonna try to separate right before the half and go and feeling good. And then the third quarter, it's gonna get real interesting in the third quarter. Let's take it to so the I'm backfield. I'm taking the over with Brock. Let's take it to the <clears> backfield <throat> next then. We have CMC rushing for over 91 and a half yards. How much? 91 and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm taking, damn, this is a tough one. CMC, I'm taking the under. Under. But if you told me, the question was. Um, total yards? Oh, yeah, total yards, I would have took over. But nah, Russia, I'm taking the under. I got you. Kelsey over under 72.5 receiving yards. How much? 72.5. I know it's like a. It's right in that range. I'm taking it over. I'm taking it over. Okay. Here goes a difficult one. Debo, 74.5 total, total yards. Over. Over. Okay. And then total points in the game is set at 47.5. Over or under? 47? Oh, that's going to be tough. I think Can that I was my t- score, right? 24-20? Close, close to? That ain't 47, though. No, but I'm saying like close. <laughs> bro you can't what better you can't be close you gotta you gotta be exact I got close though give me my five dollars back i got close what? Damn, boy, you, yeah, i ain't gonna, gonna bet for three sport. months now i lost my five nah. i think i was my score no nah, bro you are what was it three points out of 24 20 is what you said yeah no bro i'm going under yeah, BC, I think you had the lowest score when yeah. you called it, right? Yeah, I go under on, on the final score. For some reason, I just don't – I don't know. I don't think it's going to be high scoring. You don't think it's – yeah? No shootout? Mm-mm. I'm taking the under. Okay. I feel like we all kind of feel the same way on that one. Like, I just – I don't – I agree. I just don't think it's going to get that high of a scoring game. 
Yo, B, guys, you good I am on, athlete. Or, B, you good on you good at betting? Should I should I like follow your Take picks? Bets. <laughs> Listen. Yes. I know you're not giving betting advice. Yes. Anyone listening, yes. this is not betting advice from B. I'm asking him. I'm asking him directly. <laughs> no, you can I, listen. Ride with me. That's what they say. Ride, ride with me. Seriously, whatever you want. But I, I like the parlays. I put together like a four leg parlay. First, and this is like you do a couple. First, first time, first score. So you bet who's going to be the first one to score. Um, then you bet like some of these parlays that there's some cool parlays like with uh. Andrew just put together like, all right, this person over under, you know, et cetera, et cetera. You do a couple of those, you put down 25, 50 bucks, hundred bucks. You might get a thousand, two thousand back. But yeah. Send your bets, man. I'm going to follow what you do. <laughs> Bet Patrick Mahomes. That's all I'm saying. Bet Patrick Mahomes. So y'all heard it from B, man. Definitely. He got the script in hand. <laughs> I Am Athlete is partnering with Mobile One for our Behind the Drive series, and our latest guest is one of the best shutdown corners in the NFL and a budding superstar in Denver. Here's a little taste of our conversation with the Broncos' Patrick Sertain. The best thing about driving is just like the calmness of the ride, just enjoying you know, every mile you take, you know, just looking at the scenery. And like every day when I wake up, you know, in Colorado, I see the mountains. For me, being from South Florida and coming to Colorado and seeing mountains, you know, instead of beaches, just sort of helps me understand that there's more things to life. You look at it and it's like, man, I could be anywhere else, you know what I mean? But I'm just glad I get to see the world, what the world has to offer. family make sure you guys catch more with patrick sertain and other content with i am athlete and mobile ones behind the drive check it out now on the i am athlete youtube page let's get into some more football with justin jefferson and he isn't messing around when it comes to his upcoming free agency in 2025 jj says he wants to break the bank be a part of an organization that wants him and be given what he deserves could be a very high price tag so what's the word Vikings would be blank to consider trading Jefferson. When I first saw this question, I said the Vikings would be smart to trade Justin Jefferson because you think about uh, his value, right? Like where this team's at and also his value, right? Like what's happening with Kirk Cousins? So if you go get a younger quarterback um, and we, we don't know what's going to happen in the draft, you know, are you really going to be there, right? Like you could potentially go out there um get a guy, maybe you bring back Kurt, but now you got, man, so much at, you got, you got a lot of firepower to work with um, when it comes to the compensation you'll get back from Justin Jefferson. So you can really bring in some solid players. Um, now you're not going to replace him, but what we're seeing in the NFL now is, you know, guys like Zay Flowers can come in and impact the game in a major way right away. Tank Dale can come in and impact the game in a major way right away. Hell, even Justin Jefferson, right? Think about that. They gave up Stephon Diggs, a top three, top five receiver in the league, and said, okay, cool, we move on from you. And guess what? Justin Jefferson come in, and he go crazy, mm -hmm. right? 
So Jamar Chase, the same thing. Like, it's not hard to find wide receivers these days. And the reason why is because of 7-on-7 football and then also access to all this film. So they can watch Justin Jefferson or OBJ, you know, do their thing in an offseason or on TikTok and try to mimic those moves. So that's why we're seeing the game better. But the real answer is Vikings would be idiotic to trade Justin Jefferson. He's just that guy. Like, this is one of those guys where, you know, you're like, man, if we just get a little something around this guy, we're going to be good. Because I believe in Kirk Cousins. You bring back Kirk Cousins, you pay this guy, that can work. Now, you got to clean up that defense, and you got to clean up a few things. But it would be idiotic, man. Like, this dude is special, man. He's special. I don't know what he's asking for, but whatever it is, he deserves it. Especially the Vikings. What are you going to have if you give up him? Facts. And that was that was something I wanted to bring up is like, so B, I'm going to follow that up with a short question here. During the NFC, and then right? and then also like yeah, I'm putting this uh-huh. way because you got to look at the cap table, straight business. But if I'm an owner, like he's one of the faces of the NFL, yeah, right. And it, it, just think about how much money, much more money, Justin uh, Justin Jefferson generates for the Minnesota Vikings, and just merch, tickets, appearances. Like all of that stuff. More than any contract, you probably gonna pay him. Like, like so much money, so much bread. Kids, Minnesota, want to be him. Every kid, black, white kid, doing the gritty. Like, come on. Yeah. So, from a business perspective, I'm the owner. I'm like, you know what? I gotta pay him a couple extra million, but it's worth it. I'll make it up on the back end. I want shut up, general manager. The general manager gonna be like, bro, but this is my bucket. This is my but shut up. I'm doing this. Set up, GM. Get the man what he wants. Let me let me ask you. Let's just concern ourselves with just that division. How do you see that division ending up next year? Right now, you have Detroit. They're going to make their comeback. You have Green Bay, who was looking really good in their last game against Dallas. Minnesota, they fell off, but we know it was due to injuries. And then you have Chicago with a potential of tra- trading Justin Fields for Caleb Williams. What does that division, NFC North, look like? Oh, it's going to be tough. It's going to be one of the best divisions in football, potentially, because uh, the Green Bay Packers and Jordan, they found their guy. Jordan Love is is is, is there to stay. Um, so the Packers are going to be solid. Detroit's going to be solid. Um, even the Chicago Bears are going to be solid. If there was one or two more, if they – bro, right off that trade, they line a totally different team. So whether they have Justin Fields or they go get Caleb Williams, they're going to be tough. They're going to be strong. Um, now I don't have them winning division, but they're tough, man. Tough. Look at those last couple of games they played. Um, yeah. And then you have uh, the Vikings. Like, the Vikings, to me, is the weakest team. For some reason, they just can't, can't bring it all together, even when they're, when they're winning 12, 13 games. But it's going to be a tough division, bro. Tough. Looks like it. Looks like it. But we're going to get back to the Super Bowl, guys, and take a look into the future of both Patrick Mahomes and Brock Purdy. Uh, Brandon, you're going to complete the following statements and predict what happens depending on the outcome of Sunday's game. So let's start with a with the two-time Super Bowl MVP. If Mahomes wins the Super Bowl, then if Mahomes if Mahomes win the Super Bowl, then he'll be one, maybe two rings away from. Being the best to ever do it. So, 10, 
15 more years playing Tom Brady. Can, can he do it? Can he play? Say 10 more, 12 more. That's what I think that's what we did this exercise last week. Mm-hmm. And uh, Brian was like, let's say 12 more. I think it was 12 more years. So in 12 years, can he get one, two more? I think he can. I think he can. I think he can. Remember, we already so gave him the nickname this, to Billy. The Billy. The Billy. Did we, no, we, did we go with Billy? Yeah, it was Billy. Kid, Buck, or Billy, and I thought we went with no, Billy. No, I thought we went with Kid. No, we went with Billy. We oh, Billy. Billy. And then I said, Joe, you and you took it away from me, BC. I said, well, we're going to call Joe Burrow the kid. He was like, no, he got to win one. Yeah, you got to win mm-hmm. one. Yeah, you got to win and, one. And, and so basically, Andrew, can you tell the people what we're talking about? So the term a kid, buck, or Billy was we were researching what is the term of a baby goat. So right now, Mahomes would be considered maybe a Billy, a teenage goat. He's growing. He's getting there, but he's not quite the goat. He hasn't aged into his adult uh, um, dominance yet. Um, but the next question oh, is: Oh, that's where we get. That's where we get the whole Billy goat. Uh, oh, that's where Billy yeah, goat. Billy goat. Yeah. Billy goat. Uh-huh. Little baby goat. It's so crazy that this term was started by LL Cool J, and it has solidified itself, right? I think he was the first one to use goat. Yeah, he kind of was the first one, especially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the first really. One. Yeah, he, yeah, he said it in like a it. song in like. I don't late know if he made it up. I forget. Yeah, he no, did. I'm not saying he made it up. No, I don't know if he made it up, but he one of his albums was called Goat, and that's where he kind of started that kind of like using it in the uh, in the culture. As far as I'm like, seeing no. here online, I think the first Penny time Hardaway. I think the first time I heard it was was it uh, what basketball movie was that, bro? Was that when Jesus? Shuttlesworth, where they call him the goat. It was a basketball game. movie. He got game? No. I don't know, but I, I think that was the first time I heard it. That's cool yeah. hearing that uh, LL Cool J was yeah. one of the first to do it. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, way back. I'm also seeing Penny Hardaway uh, in the Orlando Magic Forum from 96. But I always knew it as uh, LL. But going back into the Super Bowl, guys, if Mahomes loses this Super Bowl, then. If Mahomes lose the Super Bowl, it would feel like LeBron losing, you know, a finals. Like, and you got to think about the finals, right? Like, um, there was the one, like, I mean, there's a couple of them, right? It's like, yeah, I think, like, LeBron is right there. It would be dope for LeBron to catch MJ or tie him, right? Like. He has four rings. And it's just like, oh, I was just so close. Like, oh, if just AD or just, oh, man, if Kyrie didn't get injured, like, he could really be there. Think about it. Because when you, when you look back, you're like, damn, man, we were one, two, three plays away from actually winning it. Yeah. You know, it, that's really what separates the same thing like with Tom Brady. Like, Tom Brady could have nine rings. You lose to Eli Manning twice. He's like, Really, like he, he he's thinking about that at times. Oh yeah, <laughs> definitely crosses his mind. So I I, I would feel that because like it's like damn, like all right, you know, he man, that would have been cool if he had been at three right now. So it's just like it just adds to the story. It's the drama, man. That's why we love sports so much. But let's turn over to Brock. If Purdy wins this Super Bowl, then. If Brock Purdy wins this Super Bowl, Kyle Shanahan 
will enter, really enter into the elite of the elite coaching suite. Like, we respect Kyle Shanahan. We think he's great. Like, we think about, when we think about Kyle Shanahan, we think about his offense. But if he, if Brock Purdy can get this done, I think it's going to have a greater impact for, like, a Kyle Shanahan, a coach like that. It's like, oh, he got over the home. And now, you know, he he may he may start a conversation. Like, is he one of the best coaches to ever do it? Right? Now, if he win two, man. I don't know his dad won two Super Bowls too. Right. But his the way his, he fizzled out at the end was bad. Like getting fired from Denver, then going to Washington, not networking, not getting another gig. So but there's a lot on the line here. And I think if uh, Brock Purdy wins it, man, uh, Kyle Shanahan benefits the most. But Kyle, uh, Brock Purdy, um, he gets a bigger bag, gets a couple more commercials. That's what he gets. San Francisco's similar to New York, you know. Not not that, not saying it's Los Angeles, but I mean you're right there in the prime real estate of entertainment. So I mean, tech, in tech, you go get some Apple commercials. It's money. All right, so what if Purdy loses then? He's good. <laughs> you think so? I mean, he made it. Maybe yeah, he I mean, we're say, celebrate. Like, he's Mr. Irrelevant. I know he's, he's Mr. Relevant now, but, yeah, it's just like he just can't lose terribly. Can't happen. Like it can't be like a blowout. Yeah, and you can't throw two picks, three picks, fumble. You can't do that. Like, that's it. Brock Purdy be fine. They came as so, a team, they'll leave as a team. Decent game, even if he loses, he's still a winner in your mind. Because he made yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he made it. He's Mr. Bro, year what, year two? Mr. Year Irrelevant two. is leading his team to a Super Bowl. And I believe this is his first full season because he was playing behind um, uh, Garoppolo. It's unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. Yeah, no, he, he, he started five games, but he played in uh, nine. Um, and he also went. That was when he went five and zero that season. At the end of the uh, season, as a starter. So, B, this is gonna be tough, but we do need some predictions. <laughs> it's and, gonna be tough. <laughs> I mean, let's I know you it. got a brotherhood, but it is now the moment everyone has been waiting for. All right, Your before Super we do, let's get the juice going. Let's get the juice going. Let me get the juice going. Let's get the juice going. Brandon Marshall Faction Talk Channel One Hundred Three Series XM sitting here. This is called a reset of the show. The voices that you hear coming to you right now, wherever you're listening, whether in your car or at home, on the train, Andrew Wu the man that asks the questions that nobody will ask. <laughs> NBC in the booth and myself be baby. All right, let's get to it. What are these predictions? All right, B. So tell us who wins the Super Bowl and what is the final score? 24-21 Chiefs. And with that being said, who is our Super Bowl MVP? Patrick Mahomes. It's too right, easy. It's hurt to hear first. Too easy, but if you want to take a shot, 
You want to take a shot. A little shot. When you say a shot, Let's what go. do you mean? Like, 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 like a little, you know, you want to gamble a little bit. Let's go Chris Jones. Mm, you think Chris Jones going to have a big game? You don't think it'll be Travis two sacks, Kelsey? two sacks. One of the sacks, you know, two sacks, two and a half sacks, something like that. Strip, fumble, something like that. You got Brian saying to re- re- watch out for Rasheed, Rasheed Rice. He's going to have a big Potentially. Game. I think those guys are going to be deserving. Somebody else is going to be deserving, but it's going to go to Mahomes or Kelsey so that they yeah. can get the you-know-who photo. To the center of the, in the, in the field. In the field and all of that. So if Kelsey even has like uh, – uh, Eight. Um, no, if Kelsey got 10 catches over 100 yards. If he has a good game. Taylor Swift swag oh surfing God, on the field. Forget about it. The NFL is going <laughs> to juice that to – no end. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you on that, BC. It's like these be- other guys probably had it. They probably should get the MVP. But if Kelsey just has a really good game, just good enough, oh, MVP, Travis Kelsey. You Yo, see it now. F all that. Taylor Swift is going to get the Super Bowl MVP, y'all. She, hey, she was there for what, like nine games? If he don't, if he has a great game, they're gonna blame it on her anyway, and they're gonna say, "Oh, it was it's the <laughs> Swift effect." <laughs> well, there was rumors that she might not even make the game. Apparently, she has a concert in Tokyo or in China Japan. the night before. Yeah, so there's a chance she might not even make. No, the game. they already released a, a statement from the Japanese government. No, oh, it's crazy. Like they already released a statement from the Japanese government saying, "Yeah, how she can technically make it." From her show in Tokyo and still get to Vegas in time for the Super Bowl. I'm like, she has a show bro. that day in Tokyo. No, the day before. The day before in Japan. Oh, so the fine, government right? and she's gonna, a statement. Yeah, it was a Japanese uh, embassy or something like that. I gotta find that. Find it. Someone posted it online. I'm like, wow. They was yeah, like, I'm surprised. So she should be fine, that. right? Yeah. She'll get there. She's going to be jet lagged like a motherfucker, but she'll be all yeah. right. <laughs> she going to be tired of shit. <laughs> She'll be all right. She'll be back in time to swag surf over there in Vegas. <laughs> I think she'd make it by halftime. Worst case scenario. Nah, she's trying to walk her boo in. Bugging. Man, she going she gonna to be there on time. She ain't missing this. She's going to have she police escorts this. through the streets, everything. She's getting right in the building. There's no waiting. Yo, Taylor's on the way that's probably the only thing that's going to shut this <laughs> that she could come right in yeah taylor all right cool that's gonna be i mean yes. but you don't think she got a king-size bed on the jet yeah yeah that's what i'm saying she's gonna, she gonna get sleep she'll be fine man she's used to that i'm just tripping she good. yeah but i think anyway, she'll be fine back to us nothing this ain't about taylor we're talking about the super bowl well, we've been talking a lot about gambling, y'all, right? This whole week, a lot of bets. Uh, B, you've been saying all week 68 million Americans are going to bet this week. Well, I got some words here from former football QB Tony Romo on sports gambling. Romo says gambling influence on the NFL has made it seem less pure than the game he grew up watching and playing. Brandon, you buying what Romo is selling? Uh no, it's hard for us, right? Like, this is – it was a hard, like, shift, a hard, like, you know, it was a hard thing to embrace because literally the commissioner, the league, it was like, we're not gambling. They were fighting 
FanDuel's and the DraftKings. And all of a sudden, within two, three years, right, of making these bold statements, they're now saying we're partnering with them. We're embracing this. We're fighting with them. It should be legalized. Why? Because of the money in the business. So I understand why Romo feels this way. But look, man, the reality is, the reality is this. Underground betting has been a huge part of the American economy uh, for the beginning of time. Right. Right. And these the government, um, these sports leagues, they now want to be a part of it. If it's going to happen, we might as well make some money. We may be a, a part of it. And so I say that because if it's been around and it's been that impactful, it, it was already, cor- cor- you know, corruption happening in different places. We've seen and heard these stories before of players and coaches and referees, you know, throwing games that are being a part of, you know, some terrible moments in sports. So it already happened. If anything, it may make it like it's like legalizing weed. It's like, oh, this is a normal thing now, right? Like it just, if anything, it might even help it. Yeah. And then I, I think it's good. It makes it funny. Like from a fan's perspective, now I'm being on the other side. Like I really do enjoy, you know, sweating out a bet. Like, you know, I ain't nothing crazy, but you put together a three leg, four leg parlay. And like, dang, I'm, I can hit. And you watch it. It's like, oh, if I get this one, this, just 10 more yards. Like, oh, he did it. <laughs> right like it makes it it makes it more interesting you, you know what you got to look at go ahead sorry b no that's it go ahead no i'm just gonna say you know what you got to look at it as what is america's like oldest pastime when it comes to like i guess drugs or whatever right is alcohol i think as long as you have the right restrictions and parameters and help meaning like alcohol is anonymous anonymous or gambling whatever it is I think mm-hmm. it just comes down to the person and being responsible because we've had liquor around for hundreds of years. We know it's not always the best thing, but there's people who can control their liquor. They can have conversations. They don't have to get into fights all the time. So I think it just comes down to that. Same with the weed, same what? with everything. 100%. Like, it's like, you know, you, 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 everybody has to look at themselves and figure out, like, you know, how do they want to participate, right? Like, it was a challenge for me is like, from this platform. How do we incorporate betting or should we incorporate betting? Because on the other hand, it's like I'm talking about mental health. But the reality is, it's like exactly what you're saying. It's things are happening and we just got to be able to make sure we're educating and, and telling people like, yo, you're go- if you're going to do this, make sure you do it in a way that's not going to hurt you. 25 bucks, that's your budget. Don't go out there and put $300, your whole paycheck on this thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you have a problem, you need to get help. So it's like all these things, there's so many addictions. Right. And so it is, it's very tough. It's extremely tough. And consumption, you know, like you have to think that like anything you consume too much of could destroy you. You could drink too much water and die. So like you have to just be mindful of those little things that you, that you can actually, you can, you have the control. That's right. That's right. Seriously, man, there's some devastating stories out there. I've been in some terrible situations, just playing cards or whatever, coming out to Vegas in my youth and just making the wrong decisions and chasing, you know, a loss. Now you end up with a bigger loss playing poker with my homies at the house. And it's just like, you know, cash, 
So he was like, yeah, I'll cut you a check. And then I, you look up and it's like, how much did I lose? Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> it's like, no, nah, you got to have a plan, man, and a budget. Let me ask you this, because we know the term um, get to the bag, right? Do you think today's kids, honestly, like, do they? Th- do you think they care more about winning and the love of the game, as Roma was saying, over money? When, you know, you got 12-year-olds talking about get to the bag. I think it's it's a it's it's both, but it's a shift in mindset, right? Like, so interesting. I was talking to, you know, a big exec at the University of Miami, and we we're talking about Neil how it changed the game, and they started talking about like how they need to start regulating what these kids are making more. And I'm like, no, you don't need to regulate; you need to educate more. But this big business, so now these people are generate you all this money. You you want to say, okay, now we got to put stipulations around this and regulate. No, like, educate. So it's like business is booming. You know, you got these child uh, superstars and entertainment making millions of dollars, right? You got, uh, you know, these actors and rappers, Bow Wow. You know, why can't athletes do that? It's entertainment business. It's entertainment business. The parents need to be better. The schools need to be better at making sure that there's infrastructure in place that they can do business. So what you're saying is definitely it's uh it's 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 not where it needs to be. So I understand the conversation. But yeah, in high school, athletes now is gotta get they gotta think about not only the the game, but they gotta think about the business as well. They're getting these opportunities. Absolutely. So especially with NIO. Um so guys, I want to bring it back to Kobe. I feel like we, you know, we touched on it, but we want to bring it back and we want to show some love to Kobe, especially today, two eight twenty four, when they unveil his uh, statue. I believe tonight at eight, uh, maybe earlier than that. But Kobe, man, like first question I have is, do you guys think Kobe was the greatest Laker ever? Damn, there's a, <clears throat> there's a lot of Lakers, man. Yes, yes. You standing on that? Yes, come on, BC, uh, resident basketball guy. Hi, what you mean? A lot of Lakers. You should have been quicker than I was to I mean, say yes. What are Magic, you talking about? I mean, Magic Johnson is still one of the care, greatest, care about one that, of the greatest that, that Lakers. Magic Johnson, though. when you talk about top five players ever in the NBA, Kobe, is he top no, five? of course, yeah. He's okay, mind, is Magic he's top a, five? He's in my top five. Magic is close. He's close to no. the top. He's close to my top five. Magic but you're still putting Kobe first. over him. Nah, I'm going to put Kobe over him. Cause I was even gonna say earlier, that's who LeBron chasing. Like he got four, Kobe got five. He should be trying to catch Kobe first. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Really, finish your breakfast. You know, but only finish your breakfast. <laughs> nah, I'm just messing. But yeah, nah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably Kobe's probably is the greatest Laker. The only person I could see competing with him for me is Shaq. Because I will always, always stand on those three championships him and Shaq got in the early 90, uh, late 90s, early 2000s. I was, I was watching every one of those games, bro. Like, Shaq, Shaq was ain't... way too dominant. Uh, Shaq, yeah. we said greatest Lakers. Yeah, yeah, Shaq's not a greatest Laker, but, yeah, he was dominant. I mean, he made super, imp- like, a big impact. He won chips. Like, I consider him and Kobe almost, like, tied for one for me. Shaq? Yeah. 
I, I mean, like, yeah, Shaq is a, one of the greatest centers, most dominant, probably one, two best center. But Laker, just as far as Laker legacy, nah, he's not He's not one of the greatest Lakers. Or he's one of the greatest Lakers, but he's not the greatest Laker. I would probably just go with Kobe, Magic, and, and Kareem. Top three. Top three. Top three Lakers. Mm. What about you? Let, let's get the top two or three from you, B. Lakers? Mm-hmm. Kobe, Magic. Kobe, Magic. Who did you say, BC? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah. Kareem. Kobe, Magic, Kareem. Who's pushing? Who's pushing Kareem? Nobody. Nobody. I mean, sh- I mean, you want to try to say Wilt, but not really. Yeah, let's not count. Wilt. Yeah, that's the three. I'm going Kobe, Shaq, Magic. Is LeBron top five? Will he LeBron be top my five? Goat. So you know where he yeah. placed. If he's my goat, I, it, that's an interesting question because. You know who is Le- LeBron? Is he a? He's not a he top five Laker. I can't put him as a top he, five Laker. Even yeah, though he's he been playing for the Lakers for a while, yeah, I, I don't. He, he delivered. He delivered a championship. He did deliver. I don't think the it, bubble I don't championship. Think that, yeah. He did deliver the bubble ring, but he called it a bubble ring. But the greatest Laker, not greatest not Laker, greatest top, Laker top, five, but top five, five, top five. Where y'all putting the logo? Because you got to look at from generations, though, right, Boom? So you go uh, Kareem, Magic, right, Kobe, Shaq, and um, and now, like, this generation post-Kobe, you're talking about 10 years, like, drought. We're missing some other great. We're missing some other great Lakers, though. I know, but LeBron, like, one of one of the best to ever do it in basketball delivers a championship. But he moved around How many the years teams. has he been with the Lakers? But he moved around the different teams. And even though he's the greatest player, that doesn't necessarily make him the greatest Laker or one of the greatest Lakers. Because his legacy, is it really going to be in L.A.? It's going to be who does, Cleveland or Miami, really. Like Who does LeBron... His sixth year with, LeBron, uh, with the Lakers. Six I mean, years with who does who who does LeBron? Damn, he has played uh, with. Is the he Lakers. just known as a he's a he's a Cav? That's it. So he's gonna go down as a Cav. I mean, if you Cav. ask LeBron, he might even say he wants to go down as a Cav because yeah. that's his hometown. You know what I mean? So and he's probably he's played more years with Cleveland, I believe, than he has with any other eleven. Team. So yeah, eleven. So he would have to go down yeah. as a Cav. He's I, I didn't realize he already has played more years with the Lakers than he did with the Heat as well. So Correct. I don't even consider him a. Calf for real, it's crazy. Why do you see what? it? You that's do, he's team, a calf, bro. like that's that's I his, consider team. Him more of a calf his than hometown anything. team. That's where he came in the league. That's where Bron, like, that's where King James was born. And he brought them a chip, yeah. Nah, he has to, he's going, he has to go down as a calf. Everybody else is going to be footnotes. Wasn't it a 50 year drought in Cleveland when he did that? Yeah, like they never won an NBA title, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> That's right. Like, it was a fifty. It was a fifty-year sports drought. Yeah, fifty-year sports drought. Yeah. So like, I I consider him a cat. Yeah, yeah. He's definitely you, Cleveland all day. Do you guys have a favorite Kobe moment? The last game. His last game. Yeah. I mean, there's so many legendary moments, but yeah, that's just like the a, last that's game legendary. was like, was crazy. 
How much? Did, how many? What did he drop his last game? Sixty-two, I think. Bro, the 60? man couldn't walk. The man was done, and then all of a sudden you go out and you drop sixty. On your way, on your way out the door, <laughs> on your way out the door, like hold that. And another cool moment, and I can't recall like the time, the setting, and all of that, but and this has nothing to do with like probably people won't expect this, but. There's a game where he missed a couple free throws or some shots. And he stayed in the Staples Center until like midnight, one in the morning, just shooting. And all the lights was off too. Like he had barely had lights on. And that was like, as an athlete, that was like, oh shit. That's that's the standard. And that's the standard, yeah. right? I know you were right. like, damn, that's what I strive right there. That Kobe. <laughs> that's that's the that's shit right. right there. You know what I mean? Like Kobe. That's right. That you know one of the greatest images a... of him I know is the one where he's standing with the ball on his hand on the the announcer's table. I love that photo. Uh, yeah, that was an yeah, iconic photo. But the for me also it was just the Achilles game. Like <laughs> how he went down. That shit just snapped. Got up. Most people need to be carried off. He went, shot the free throws, and walked off hobbled off with that leg like that was like like that was kobe bro like no fear no pain i'm Mm -hmm. yo this is what we doing i'm him (laughs) yeah that was legendary that was crazy get i'm gonna give a i'm gonna give a mama moment for me and then i want to see y'all what's y'all mama moment in life y'all ain't have to play Sports at a high level, but what was y'all mom? But moment for me, I told y'all playing for the Dolphins. Um, playing for the Dolphins, I had, had so many drops, and you know, playing in San- Dolphins, we go to San Diego, got a seventy-yard bomb. It'd have been a seventy-yard touchdown. The ball, I lost the ball in this blind spot. Like in stadiums, there's blind spots, right? Like if it's a night game, you get caught in the lights. If it's like in San Diego or something, the sun's hovering over the stadium. You know, if you, you know that ball gets it's up there, it's way up there, and then you lose it, and then you got to track it again. So, anyways, I dropped that ball. I dropped something that was behind me or low, whatever. And so one day after practice, a two-hour practice, um, probably lost like six pounds. You know, sweating everything out in South Florida. I bring my helmet home, and I go on in my backyard, and I just go through it. I caught like a hundred balls in each situation. Like, oh shit. You know, so I turned on my basketball court lights, had my trainer throw the ball up in the lights and I was just tracking, losing it and then tracking it again and catching it. And I just kept doing it, kept doing that. I actually have the footage of that. And I was like, okay, that's that Mamba mentality there. So that was my Mamba moment. BC. Um, it don't have to be in sports. Don't have to be in sports. Damn, I. So we had to dig. I deep. don't know. Yeah, I got to dig deep. It's gonna keep, take. Keep it's gonna, I got one. It's I gonna take one. too long. Go ahead, dude. <laughs> there was a moment when um, I was in the process of learning more about video. You know, I'm a videographer, and I remember I I was determined to get better, but I had to figure out how to uh, create more time. And one of the ways that I did that was I started going to bed earlier, and I started waking up at 4 a.m. So I could have the first mm. four hours to work and then I would go to work. So like I was on some mm. real mamba shit back then trying to like elevate my skill set. I was getting frustrated and I needed to find that time. So I committed 
You know, it's hard for me to do that too because I'm a night owl, but I committed. And not only that, you gotta add. You forgot you missed something, a part to the story. What's that? You was you was learning how to shoot your camera on audio. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I was, I was. <laughs> he said, "That boy's out in 2010. I was listening to podcasts on how to shoot, shoot. photography." <laughs> On audio only podcast, bro. I don't know what I was thinking, but that's Hold that's your where camera I was. This way. Tilt it. <laughs> You're right. Hey guys, oh, listen. Big week. Uh that's it for us. Um Super Bowl Sunday's coming up. You know, big day today. Before we even get to Super Bowl Sunday, the Lakers will reveal the Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bean Bryant statue tonight. And we just talked about our Mamba moments. Reflect on your Mamba moments. Know that shit gets tough. It's hard at times, but, man, you can pull from some of our greatest athletes like Kobe. So what's your Mamba moment? We will see you guys Monday. Talk to you guys Monday to discuss all the action. We will discuss Patrick Mahomes becoming a a three-time world champion. We will talk about Patrick Mahomes becoming an MVP. We will talk about... Okay. My perfect prediction of the Chiefs winning 24 to 21. We will talk about uh, Chris Jones having two sacks, two and a half sacks. So Ooh. we're going to talk about. Ooh. And don't forget Taylor Fortune Swift swag surfing. <laughs> <laughs> we will All see right, you guys Monday. Love. Peace. Peace. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.